Support for the Taking Over the World podcast has been brought to you by uh, no one yet because we don't have any sponsors, but definitely working towards it. And if you want to be a sponsor for the podcast, be sure to drop us a line. Visit our website, www.blakethebrain.com. Hey, Guru, turn me up. Taking Over My World is appreciating the journey. Taking over your world means owning it. I think taking over the world meaning that you are making a big impact on the world. Welcome to the podcast where we discuss the pursuit of life goals and the failures and the struggles along the way. And I remember I came home, I couldn't even feed myself. And my dad broke down, you know, being emotional. That's an emotional thing when you see a child who's full of life, like me, have nothing. And so many people are getting to the point where they're like, I just don't know what I'm here for or, or, or what I should be doing, man. Because you take the leap of faith and then things start crumbling. I'm your host, Blake the Brain, and this is Taking Over the World Podcast. Mike, check one, two, one, two, one, two. How we sound, Doc? They sound pretty good. How we sound, Doc? We sound, good to sounds, go? Sounds good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> listen, Doc, I do. Listen, uh, I know you got a little bit of time, but first and foremost, I want to welcome you to the Taking Over the World podcast for all the viewers out here. I'm here with, uh, I don't even know how to describe <laughs> you, Doc. From, from a, I mean, friend, boss, <laughs> leader. Yeah. I'm here with the current <laughs> there you go, there you Delaware go. State University, the 10th president, right. Dr. Harry L. Williams. Thank, you. To Thank you, Blake. You? Thank you, Blake. Man, I love you. I just love you, man. You... You're great for Delaware State. You're great for this community, and we're just so happy that you're here with the, with us today. So, uh, I'm all yours, man. Listen, I, first of all, I appreciate you granting me this interview. It's so funny because we talked about, and I thought about this idea for the podcast, and I wanted to work with something with alumni. Right, idea right, shoot, just kind right. of spearhead some things to get some alumni on the podcast. Right. And then uh, I talked to you at the game. And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, whatever you need, Blake. Whatever you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you have always been supportive of me, even when you you know you're out like Blake is this and boom boom boom. Right. But for you to grant me this this opportunity for the interview and then you stated, well then we found out uh, <laughs> it was the next day. If you guys don't know by now, <laughs> Dr. Harry Williams has been what's other people what happened? Well you could you could you could I say could t- you could tell Blake, you know, you know how to you know how to jazz it well, out. Well the news came out it was so funny though um who sent it to me? It was it was on Facebook immediately. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. fast because it was big news that yeah. Dr. Harry L. Williams will be resigning as the 10th president of Delaware State University to pursue the next ticket over the world for himself and being the president and CEO of the Thurgood Marshall College Fund. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty wild. It's that's pretty huge. wild. It's amazing. Yes, it is big. And it says a lot about Delaware State because uh, the Thurgood Marshall College Fund is the world's biggest fund that's designated specifically to support uh, 47 public HBCUs, and Delaware State is a part of that. And the 47 public HBCUs have more than 300,000 students, uh, and 80% of the students attending HBCUs, they attend the public HBCUs. So my job uh, here as President and CEO of Thurgood Marshall will be to advocate, represent, raise funds to support those institutions. So it is it is really, really big, and to have this honor to uh, to be given this opportunity is, is, is a blessing, and but um, a lot of it I attribute directly to the work that we've done these last uh, seven years here at Delaware State because we've made a tremendous amount of progress. And, and I've always said people are always watching you. 
uh, and they're watching what you're doing. And as you know, Delaware State is rising. And part of that rising is a lot of the positive things that take place on campus. So to be uh, recognized at a national level and to say now we want to expand some of the things that we've done here at, at Delaware State and expand it uh, literally all over the United States is pretty amazing. And listen, you talked about the work that, you, that has been done here. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have been very instrumental and just to change here at Delaware State University. I always mention it to you. I was like, you know, we started at Delaware State at the same time, went to the same orientation. It was just me and you back in 2007. Yeah, 2007. Same orientation. Yeah, 2007. I was admissions counselor. Yeah. You were yeah. coming at the provost at yeah, the time. Yeah, right, right, right. Two years later, uh, you're the president, and right. you have done phenomenal things. See, I have watched you from the beginning. So yeah. as an alumni of Delaware State University, as a, uh, a resident of mm -hmm. Delaware, and to see where Delaware State used to be right. and to where it is now, is tremendous, yeah. and I think we, we Delaware residents, alumni, anybody here at the university owes a lot to you. I mean, you have done, I mean, if we can go off the <laughs> list, of, I mean, you want to go off the list of some things you did. I mean, you took us to top 10 HBCU in the country. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've had a lot of fun, I tell you, and, it's, and within this past decade, you can just look at the things that has literally been a transformation for Delaware State, and we, uh, we have been able to uh, attract students from all over the world coming here. Now, we had students from different parts of the world when I arrived here on campus, but one of the things we uh, took a, a very strategic approach is uh, tapping into the Asian population. We've been able to expand the number of Asian students here on our campus. We've also expanded number of international partnerships here on our campus. We've also worked with um, major funding agencies. I mean, we attracted the attention of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, which is, a, is the uh, largest foundation in the world for all fund foundations and for them to say, hey, I want to see what's going on at Delaware State is pretty, pretty remarkable. And we were able to attract their attention. Uh, and we are working on a major project there that's designed to help students uh, persist and graduate from institutions from, from Delaware State in four years or less. So those are the things that I'm really, really proud of. And those are the things that I will continue to talk about even in this new role that I'm, I'm embarking on. It's so funny that you mentioned it, even uh, the Bill Gates and, and Linda Foundation. You, I, I, like I said, I've been watching. And one thing about you, I see one of your great attributes is you're great at pollying. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you know how to work a room. You know how to politic, as they call it, call poly. Right. Um, but I always think that you're still true to who you are, which yeah. is, is is tremendous right. uh, for you. But you're very great at raising money. Right. How much of that has had anything to do with Thurgood Marshall saying, hey, this is the guy we want. It had a lot to do with it because <laughs> that's what Thurgood Marshall is all about. Yeah. And it's all about raising uh, funds for HBCU students, but it's also about uh, working with HBCU students and developing and supporting them in securing jobs. And we're, we are a, a, an organization where talent comes out of the, our organization, where we identify students to go and work at Apple, to go and work in the Fortune 500 countries, co companies. And these are students from all the HBCU communities, including Delaware State uh, here. Uh, so therefore, it also works with the K-12 population in developing a pipeline. Uh, those, are, those are some pretty uh, uh, impressive things that Thurgood Marshall College Fund is engaged in. But uh, at the end of the day, it's about raising uh, funds to support our students and to support our institutions in a, in a meaningful way. So 
I'm really, really excited about moving to your hometown of Washington, D.C. Oh, that's not my hometown. Well, I, I saw you on the streets on the of Washington, street. D.C., so I assume you were from Washington. I was driving down, minding my own business, and you blowing the horn down the streets. So. That's a true story. That's a true story. <laughs> saw you twice. You twice. Know, one time I was eating, uh, I think it was at some restaurant, you are walking down the street. That is funny. That is hilarious. For y'all who don't know, it was, it's a true story. And I was actually living in D.C. for about two years, yeah. and I was driving down Florida Ave, <laughs> and I just see Dr. Williams. In my, in my, it's so funny. The people always talk about energy. I always say you can sense it like right. it's some sixth sense that i don't even yeah. know and some just said look left yeah and i look left and i see you and uh madam first lady i call her yeah, madam first yeah, lady yeah. and i just burping the horn at you i think you were you were in dc because your right. son yeah, is yeah. at howard yeah. university yeah he's at howard so um, we were down there visiting so uh and it was good seeing you down there so i can't go anywhere without hey, listen, sure look, i think i think honestly i think we're connected for life from yeah, now on we out are. from, that, we from are. now on love we are now on love wow from now on life but we talked about you talked about support now I'm gonna get maybe maybe on a personal level outside mm-hmm. of the business. You have your family, right? You have your two sons. You have your lovely wife. How much of hold on? Who, um, Gavin's the youngest, right? Right. Gavin's yeah. the youngest. Yeah. He's a senior in high school. He's correct. a senior in high school, right? How much of Gavin being a senior in high school <laughs> have any effect on when you? Because honestly, I'll be honest. I knew you wasn't going to stay at Delaware State University right, forever. Right, You're just right. that good. I mean, it right. just comes with the territory. Right. Somebody who's good, you got to hold on as much as you, for as long as you can. You can't marry you. <laughs> you did that with Miss Williams. You was like, I'm marrying you. <laughs> right, the right. best thing I'm going to get. Right. Um, how much of that had any influence in when you were leaving Delaware State University? Well, it had a role. It had an um, uh, influence in it, as you probably can imagine. Yeah, it's a really <laughs> good question because, uh, we, you know, you you never want to make any big transitions when your students when your your kids are in high school because once they get in high school, they have their friends, they have their network and net net people that they're connected to, and Delaware has been great to us. Uh, and when we moved here, we transitioned. Austin, my youngest, uh, had just uh, graduated from the eighth grade, so he was going to high school. So it made sense to move. And then Gavin was moving into uh, uh, elementary school, so that was a, a nice move. So when they we moved here ten years ago, literally, they were they were babies. And I mean, um, Austin's going into high school, and Gavin going to elementary school. Now we got him out of uh, Austin, graduated, went on to to Washington D.C. Howard, and he's ready to graduate from Howard. And Gavin is ready to graduate from from Dover High School. So uh, if you look at him from the standpoint of timing. Uh, it's, it's pretty good timing, <laughs> so, but I couldn't predict that the position was going to open up, so I didn't know. I didn't know that you know what what was going to happen. I'm I'm very happy here at Delaware State because there's this is this is my family. The people here are, we have connected. One of the things that we've been able to do that's been supportive in a in a positive way is developing all these friends we have, and I call it friend raising. And those friends are the ones who look out for you. And so we we have a lot of friends. Uh, from the from the governor being one of our biggest supporters to all from our, our congressional delegation, uh, all the state legislators, and those are the people you want to like you because they support you in a in a positive way to support the institution to move forward. So uh, it, when in thinking about a sequence of of, of when, um, because you want to, if you look at where we are right now and where we started, I feel like Delaware State is is stronger and that. 
now if you're going to leave this is a time to leave when you're when you're on top if you right. want to look at it from that perspective because you know we have no 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 <laughs> but you know how it is but you, yeah. you, you can pass the baton on i mean this i was 10th president of the university and i look at it like a like a, a, a track race you know a baton race you know a relay you know if you you pass the relay to the next person to the baton to the next person to keep moving and that's what we have to do here. You know, we're going to pass it on to someone else to, to run that 400-meter dash, and they got to run it real fast because if you don't run it real fast, you could fall, you could fall behind, and we don't want that here uh, at, at Delaware State. So I believe I've, I'm, I've gotten to the finish line. I'm passing it on. I'm going to pass it on to someone else and look forward to see, uh, look forward to see what they're going to do in terms of continuing to move it forward like we've been able to do this past uh 10 years are you passing the baton to me well i can I pass it on what the board of trustees got to decide who they're gonna pass it over to <laughs> now okay now here's here's something now one thing about that was it, a good question <laughs> why are you doing that question that's, that's a good, a good question, question. I, got, I got another good question for you right <laughs> let's just talk and i don't and when, when you granted me this, this interview i gotta i gotta take full advantage of it. and that's what life's about taking full advantage right. of opportunities right. um and i already know this is going to be big i right. think it's going to be huge Huge. Okay, uh, not make that press. And it's a chance for people to see who you are, right, right. you know, for people who don't know you. But I do know one thing, that being alumni, being always around Delaware State University, you always hear, like, the rumors and the <laughs> rumbling and, yeah, right. and all of that stuff. Now, before Third Grade Marshall came around with some rumor that, you know, Winston-Salem State wanted to. Right? <laughs> it was like, Dr. Williams is going to Winston-Salem State University. He's going back to North Carolina, the, gra- right. the, the grassroots. And when I heard that rumor, I was like, I'm, I'm not mad. I, why, why wouldn't they right. want Dr. Williams? Right. Was that rumor true? Was they trying to come get you? <laughs> Are you allowed yeah. to speak on that? It's okay. Yeah. You leave it. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was true. So, yeah, I, I was one of the, the, the uh, candidates. I was one of the individuals uh, that, uh, that was approached, and, uh, and I went through and had a conversation. And, but after having that conversation, I realized that it wasn't time. It wasn't time to, to – uh, to, uh, continue to pursue that uh, and you're right I'm from North Carolina and I think a lot of people here uh, they were speculating thinking that you know when it, when the move would occur that that's where I would go back to North Carolina and because anytime a, a position would open up in North Carolina automatically my name would start popping up as as a possibility just this recent search at the North Carolina Central search just opened up Central had a president they, opening? They, no they wow. had it they had it uh, they just finished it they named someone in gotcha. that role and there was speculation there, but I didn't. I didn't pursue any of that because that, uh, we're just in a we're in a good place here. But sometimes when you, the great thing about Thurgood Marshall is that I'm leaving the university, and I'm not going to another university. You know, sometimes people take they get they take you know offense to that. You know, if you're going to go to another institution, so what's wrong with our institution? You know, and by going to the foundation, it's going to a whole another level. And you go from in working at a, with students on a daily basis to working in a, almost like a system office, like where you're working uh, with uh, 47 presidents and helping them and supporting them in their mission to help educate our students. So that's a whole different uh, level from, from, from that perspective. So, yeah. That's good stuff. Um, now, Doc, this even transforming over um, – too, like I said, you got your children. A lot of right. stuff made it played a role into you making that decision to say, right. "Oh, this is the time." Right. Always look at Doctor Miss Williams, and I say, 
that is a strong supportive yeah, absolutely. Black woman, right, right there. Yeah. How important has she? You know, you don't understand. You know, yeah, right. apologize for anybody. This is not. You know, but they always say, "Round every strong black man is a strong black woman." Right, right. How important has Madam First Lady Dr. Williams been in your success? Very, very. I mean, we've we've been married now 25 years, and we've been in this journey together. And she, uh, we, whenever we make a move, it's a it's a it's a decision that we make together. When when I decided to uh, come to Delaware, she was actually working at North Carolina Central and working as an, an associate dean there. And, and she suggested, she said, well, go up there as the provost and, and, and try it. And, and, but I'm not moving now because you got to go and <laughs> try it first. Try it first and yeah. then if it works out, then, then we would come and move. And then right before uh, the presidency here opened up, um, we were contemplating on what was going to be, was gonna, if I was going to stay here, if I was going to come back. And so, and I said, and we, we had a family meeting, and she said, well, we need to move to Delaware. And so the boys, and we all agreed, and then the uh, presidency opened up, and I were able to get that, and that worked out very, very well, but we were committed to, to pursuing it. So uh, your, your partner is very important in this because you can't, whenever you make these type of decisions, you know it's not your decision, it's a complete family decision. So um, you can't say enough about that. And so you're right, because she could easily be a president in her own right. And so you kind of balance all that out because you can't, can't split the family. You want to keep the family together when you can. So that's a, that's a positive thing. So you're saying that when you came, are you saying when you came at Provost, you knew you was going to be the president? No, I didn't know I was going to be. I was hoping. hoping. I was hoping because that was the plan. I mean, yeah. that wasn't my my goal, and I, I I haven't shied away from that, was to be a college president at HBCU. And typically when you are, if you get a provost job, that's the next step to that process. So when I interviewed, I shared with the community. I said, this is not my ultimate goal to be the provost here. I said, I, I want to be a provost because it's going to help me get to, to be, a, be a president. And so, uh, and I was transparent on that. And, I, and so when the presidency opened, so was, I was like, yay. <laughs> What's up? Look at, yeah. look at your boy. Holla so at, you, was, holla at was, me. But I still had to do some work to Absolutely. prove that uh, I was a person because it was a very competitive search. Like this one that we're going to open now, we're going to have people from, I mean, people from all over going to be applying. I, you, I can't even tell you the number of people who sent me emails already asking me about the process and about what's going to happen and everything. You know, people who are interested in coming here because this is probably, you know, one of the best uh, HBC jobs in America. If you, if you look at it and look at all of our HBCU schools and you look at their, their financial infrastructure, you look, like, look at their enrollment, you look at their, their support that they received, not only uh, internally but externally, Delaware State is right up there in the top. And so that is something someone who's got some skills and some talent would want to be in an organization like that because you're not spending a lot of your energy trying to build that up. We've got that built in. Now you, what you do, you build on what we already have so you can magnify and increase what you have. Now, now we, I know we ain't going to get into much of, of, of the search because um, I know right now we, of the provost that we do have, uh, it's Mr. Tony Allen. Right. And I grew up in Wilmington. I watched Tony Allen. Uh, I said I watched it like I was a, right. like an adult watching <laughs> But I seen he used to work with Norman Future Stars when I was a little kid. Okay. And, and I know Tony. Okay. You know, yeah, okay. I always know him from afar. But we, right. we interacted maybe once or two. But he probably just thought I was like, you know, a little kid from around right. the way. Right, right. Third. 
and to see what he's doing and, and now to see him here at Delaware State University. I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised if he becomes president. Well, I, I think I, he would make I, a great president. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, really, I really do because I, I agree with you. I think uh, Dr. Allen, he's got what it takes to be a, a president. I mean, he's been very clear on his aspirations, too, uh, that he would like to be a president of an HBCU, and um, he, he, when he accepted the job, he made it very clear to me. So um, I'm, I'm praying that he will be able to go through this process and that the board would uh, see, see it. Uh, he's got my full support uh, from, from that perspective, but you know, ultimately it's the board decision, and so I'm, and I'm, I'm confident the board will make a, a wise decision in terms of getting the best uh, person for Delaware State University and and sometimes you know we get into the situation where we think the best is somewhere else and it could be right under your nose and you, yeah they just never never know uh, but sometimes you do go out and bring 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 someone in like they brought me in so and which was um, uh, and I've made Delaware my home pretty much you know, so I know it's hard to be a Delawarean I know it's real hard no it ain't. yes it is it is I mean it's tough you know, it's <laughs> tough. It's not to take that Delaware and stuff serious, man. It's I had to work hard ten years yeah, yeah. just for not being a new person anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you're right. I mean, you, your family here at Delaware, like you said, right. Carper and all those guys, um, you just foster those relationships greatly, yeah. and just in community. I think, and that's why the students like here at Delaware State University, even when you know, from two thousand, even when you were the provost, right. people seen that you cared, right. and you had charismatic personality you really care like even when my you know my new intern you was asking her questions where's class you're talking about that class and yeah. that type of thing and that lets students know that you care about them yeah and that's one of your great attributes and definitely commend you on that um for, for always doing that always being supportive of the students yeah. i've seen it and you know you could tell when something's authentic right it's right. genuine yeah. it's always been genuine uh you were really good at that yeah. and and i want to dive into some of the some of the, the good times and bad times uh -huh. here at delaware state university mm -hmm. just your experience right um, and I want to start with, with with the biggest news that happened, uh, probably since your tenure, was when they had the shootings on campus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When and it was it was after like Virginia Tech. Yeah. And it was huge. It was on CNN. Right. You seen on on Route 13, he had like 50,000 yeah. camera crews. It was on CNN. Yeah. But more importantly, you have kids who were affected. Right. You know, and the young lady who passed away right. because of that shooting what was going through your head during that during those times like as the president of university right. you care about the family and then you care about the university how did you right. just meticulate that situation like what was going on through your head well and having kids of your own yeah well you know when that time when that occurred I actually I wasn't here I was actually uh, watching it from afar mm. uh, because that was in 2006 wasn't it 2000 you wasn't here at the president yet no, I wasn't here I thought you were the president by no, then. no 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 we we had um, I, we had a shooting here uh, I think it was 2015 when we had the field day activity remember that when we yeah, had a field yeah, day yeah and three people got shot then and unfortunately uh, they unfor unfortunately no one died in that situation but you know in reference to what you, you the, the the tragedy that happened back in 2005 I believe uh, it was uh, it was it was tragic because it was the first at time a campus had to institute the new policy out of Virginia Tech because Virginia Tech had just 
uh, several students and faculty had been killed in a mass shooting there on that campus. And so when this occurred, it became national news and see how the system would work because I watched it and I followed it uh, closely. And, and it was tough. And then I transitioned uh, after that. And one of the things that we had to do was, was rebuild and rebrand Delaware State in terms of the, making people feel safe on the campus because you want to make sure that people understand that. And then our police officers worked really hard to make students feel comfortable. So, you know, we had it when we had that uh, shooting out the field day. It was, it was similar to what you said. We had, yeah, we, yeah we, had, we had probably 15, 2,000 students on campus. We had the, the state police was flying over, helicopters were flying, and, and, but our students were great. I mean, they went back to their dorms in an orderly fashion. The police didn't get out of control. They were, they were uh, the chief of police did a great job. And, but the campus community, as a president, your responsibility, number one, is to, is to make sure everybody realize that this is under control and that we're safe. So we use this room right here as the command post. And when, when it occurred, uh, I assembled a team, we had a risk management team consisting of our, our senior leaders and making sure we were managing that process uh, in, a, in a way that would demonstrate that the university's got it under control. And that was important. And then the next day, which uh, was Sunday, uh, we had the campus on lockdown. And then Monday, we opened the campus back up. And I, it, was per it was important for me to be seen visibly on that day. So I purposely walked all over campus, walked around on campus, because I wanted people to know that this is a safe place and I have no fear walking in around campus. And then we had a town hall that night. And that town hall brought in about a thousand students, and, and again, it was emphasizing that this is a safe place. That you know, and I said it very publicly that I walk on this campus anytime, day or night, anytime, day or night, and not be afraid because this is a safe community. And once we did that, it kind of calmed things down. We were able to manage that because it was a critical time. It was when students were getting ready to decide on whether or not they were going to come to schools, like in May, mm. as we had to make a commitment. So we had to make sure we were communicating with parents, we were communicating with students in a quickly, timely fashion, and that helps tremendously. And we didn't see a dip uh, in our enrollment because uh, parents trust the uh, the leadership and that we were doing what was right. That's what's up. And and, yeah. and you wanna, like you said, you want to go to a brighter side of the yeah. university. You you came here, enrollment's up twenty two percent since yep. you came. Like you said, you fostered relationships over with the Asian students. I mean, just the just the studying abroad, Delaware State University, going to China, yeah. that type of thing. Yeah. And I remember even the enrollment. The enrollment is up. Yeah. You set a record with enrollment as far as students coming here at Delaware State University, which is a high. But I want to know what is your favorite moment here at Delaware State University? Well, I tell you, if I'm going to be serious, I'm not, I'm not saying this just to, because you're on the show. I think the, the, the things that you have done and one of the things that you... you, you Stop hiding me other No, I'm serious. I'm dead serious. Because, you know, one of the things... I wanted uh, our basketball games and our football games to be a place where people would want to come for entertainment and as a place, even though people... even I want people from the community to say, I want to be there, and I want it to be in an event. And you have created that. I mean, people uh, look forward to going to the game 
knowing and wanting to watch you and watch what you have been able to create in that atmosphere. And that made it, you know, to me, it made it feel good. Because when I went to a, uh, an NBA game, and as you know, when you go to those games, there's always something going on. But you got to have the right personality to be able to manage that. And you've been able to do that in a way that it says it's been transformational to Delaware State. We miss you at homecoming. Homecoming was boring. <laughs> At the football game because you weren't there. Listen, I'm, I'm we serious. Had to, we, had to get those, we had to work. Had to work. I away. said, "Where's Blake?" And they were trying to play the music, but it wasn't. It wasn't the same. I mean, so I want you to know you have, uh, with your magic, and I know you can't do this forever, but your magic of of engaging students, engaging alumni, engaging uh, uh, people who not even connected to Delaware State and then you make them feel connected is is very remarkable. I get emails uh, from people saying talking about it. I forward them to you but I don't want to blow your head up because you nah, don't get no, a big head but no. I do get emails from but people. But those are people yeah, who, that well, we need to get to build those relationships with. You yeah know what I mean? but these are people talking about you talking about your your uh, your energy you know because you bring energy to the place and when you bring energy that'll get more energy. I mean we won that football game because of you, okay? We, we won that football game. <laughs> we, we had a, we had, you come out with some of the worst times. I mean, we had the, the, the uh, football is, is very important to, to our university, as you know. Absolutely. And winning is very important. I like to win. But when you have uh, a losing streak, and we, I think we had the nation's longest losing streak, uh, and when we won last Saturday, uh, and you predicted it. And I always get nervous when you predict that we're going to win. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I felt that. I said, listen, on the first drive, he got the ball. I said, we're going to score. And I don't like to make those predictions either. I said, we're going to score a touchdown on the first drive. We scored a touchdown on the first drive. Right, right. Um, when I said, yeah. we're going to win. This is funny. I, I interviewed you right on camera. I put, a, put Dr. Williams on spot. I said, listen, we're going to win this game in front of all the people, coaches on the field. He's like, I, I pray. <laughs> and you, then, you said, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. And we, uh, and we pulled it out. Yeah, and it was good. Didn't it feel good? It felt real good. Yeah, when you win, it feels and, – and, and you also got this this thing that you say. <laughs> it's that we always uh, – there was a say, there's a song that you used to say, uh, we, uh, all we do is win. win oh, we ain't played that in a while, but yeah, no shade, no shade, no shade. That's my game. And it was so, and, and I greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate that. And that's yeah. something that I'm being honest that I wanted to build here at Delaware State University. And I've been, you know, I've been trying to get the administration to kind of see right. that. You right. know what I mean? I know it's, it, it was kind of tough, but, you know, I've been I've been breaking down some barriers. And that started for me when we first came in as admissions. Right, right. You know, I had some ideas, and they were like, eh. Right, because I kind of seen where the way where things were going. Like I see the way the way things are going now, and I'm trying to 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 be that bridge that can right. connect the administration with the students and the alumni. Right. You know what I mean? Just fostering those relationships with folks. Well, you 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 do a good job at orientation, getting the pa the parents up and trying to get them uh, excited about being orientation here. Orientation is yeah. so huge. Yeah, and, yeah. And I'm telling the, I tell the administration, yeah. let's get them from the beginning. Right. Let's think about it. We, you know we want to build, we want to raise money, we want right. to get the alumni base, give them to give back. And the best way to get them is to get them when they first come as a, as a freshman. Right. And orientation is the first chance right. you get to get them, right. them and the parents. Right, right. And, and I tell most alumni give back based on their experience even as a student. Yeah. And their experience as a student starts from the first time they come on campus. Absolutely. Orientation. So Absolutely. I'm like, let's just let me get them right then and let me have them the whole year. Right, right. You know what I mean? Let me work with them. Let me. That's a whole different story. 
you know what I mean, going to come in. That's that's neither here nor there. But, you know, we're here to talk about you. <laughs> Dr. Williams. Um, now, you know my time is running out. I know. I know I got yeah. you for, for yeah. maybe two more questions. Okay. Two okay. more questions. Is okay. that okay? Yeah. Um, and for the people who don't know, you've been 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 voted top ten most <laughs> influential HBCU presidents uh, this year. Um, you're going on third grade Marshall. You're going to do big things. What is this? And I leave, matter of fact, I leave this as the last question. <laughs> Five years from now, mm-hmm. looking back, you're at third grade Marshall. Pretty sure, probably. What is the legacy? And most of the time, you don't understand the legacy. You might not see right. the legacy that you left until five, ten years right. later. Five years from now, what is the legacy that you would have want to have left behind when you look back five years from now? From thir- here, from from your tenure at Delaware State at University. Delaware State. I th- the, if I look back, I would like to see uh, our graduation and retention rate sustaining itself and consistently improving every year. We have put in place some strategic strategies to improve retention and graduation numbers, and we have been able to see those numbers move forward uh, from, a, from, a, from a metric perspective in a positive way. And we have more students graduating. We have more students graduating in a timely manner. We have been able to raise more dollars to support them. We've had the state to support us with the Inspire Scholarship. Uh, the Inspire Scholarship is a, is, a, is a legacy within itself because that is a, a law that's on the books. And the only time that can change is if they have a, to go in and, and the legislature would have to go in and, and, and change it. And that's very, very, very hard to do, just like it's very, very hard to get a law that's going to say scholarship dollars are going to come to school for pretty much as long as the school is here, uh, and, and, and unless they have some really, really bad times in the state and they have to look at cutting. But I don't see that happening. I see more Delaware kids graduating. I want to see the kids from the early college, high school that we started, I want to see the seniors graduate. I want to see anywhere from 75 to 80% of those kids matriculating to Delaware State. I want to look back and see that. And to me, if I look back and see that, that means sustainability for Delaware State. That means that Delaware State is still solid. The Delaware State is still making a major impact in the state of Delaware and in the region. And, it, and it's still the economic engine for the mid-Atlantic region. And by looking back and seeing that, that would make me feel really, really good. And I know that's gonna happen. I know that's gonna happen because we've put in place, you know, one thing that you can you can gauge anywhere you go, because I've been to uh, four or five different universities, and when you look back on, on what you did there, and if you look back and see that the programs that you put in place, that they're still there, that's positive and I can look back at all the institutions that I've worked prior to coming here to Delaware State and still see programs that we put in place back then and they're still using them that's something that's that's remarkable you know I started this journey uh, 10 years ago when I was working now actually 17 years ago when I first started working uh, in um, uh, higher ed at an HBCU at North Carolina A&T State University. It was my first job at an HBCU. I was a director of admissions. And um, when uh, I was there, we put some things in place 
that, uh, that they didn't have. Fast forward 17 years later, Aaron Hill, you know Aaron, yeah, is, is, now, former boss. Is, now, <laughs> is now the vice president for enrollment management at a and mm. And I was talking to her today, and she said that people are still talking about the things that we did when I was there 17 years ago, programs, and they're still doing the same programs. So that makes you feel good right there. It makes, makes you feel that what you put in place is something that is sustainable, and that's what I would like to look back at uh, here at Delaware State and see that. And I know I will. Excellent. And two more minutes. Okay. Two more minutes, you got to go. And what we do is we do like a, like a round robin. I ask okay. you, you know, three questions. You tell me it's the first thing that pops in your head really quick, right? Okay. First thing, when people say Dr. Harry Williams was blank to Delaware State University, what would it be? Dr. Harry Williams was good for Delaware State. Tell me, along your journey, what has been your greatest mistake the greatest mistake, you know, that's, that's something you have to reflect on because um, it's hard because we, you, make, you make so many mistakes, and, but you, it, you can learn from your mistakes. Uh, and I think one mistake that I made uh, was when I allowed myself to um, have my name float for some positions and that create those rumors that you're, that, you're, that you're talking about. Because when you, when you get out there and people see that you talk to someone else, people get offended by that, you know? And it's like, well, what's wrong with us? Why, why, why is he, why, are they better than us? And so I think that was a mistake and I learned from it. And, and after I realized that it was not the right time, I wrote a letter to the whole entire community acknowledging it, and I shared it with the community. And I said, uh, uh, I went through this process, and uh, the timing wasn't right. And then I realized that Delaware State, I still needed to be at Delaware State, and there was work to be done. And the community uh, did not hold that against me, and I was able to, to continue the work that we were doing in a positive way. Awesome. Last thing. Then the whole thing of the podcast is taking over the world. What does taking over your world mean to you? I think taking over the world meaning that you are making a big impact on the world and people are going to notice it and people are going to pay attention to the work that you're doing in a positive way and they will see it and they will be able to promote it and they will be excited about it and they would want to learn from you and they want to learn your what you're doing. So what is he doing that is so special, you know, why, you know, you gotta keep in mind, you're gonna have some people out there going and say, well, how did he get that? You know, how did he, how, what, what's so special about him? But then they're gonna look at it and say, I wish I could be doing something like that. So by your positive energy that you bring to the table, I mean, I love your promo. Your promo is so darn good. I mean, you just sitting in the middle of downtown Wilmington trying to get people to come to the show. I thought that was pretty cool, but I think it's going to make an impact and it is going to go global and you're going to make a lot of money. And when you make all that money, <laughs> I want you to send Absolutely. some of it to the Third Good Marshall Fund, okay? <laughs> and then I'll send it to Delaware State, okay? You, you got that one, didn't you? <laughs> good one. Well, no, good, good. It's good seeing you. Though, good seeing you. Dr. Yeah. Williams, I appreciate you. Everything that I yeah. speak on behalf of, of alumni, students, and, and Delaware residents, I appreciate your time yeah. here yeah. at Delaware State University. Appreciate everything you have done. 
and good luck with okay. Thurgood Marshall, and they, they got a gem. All right. Look forward to seeing you in Washington. I'm sure I'll see sure you walking I'll run into you sometime. <laughs> okay. I'll Thanks, Blake. That. Thank you. Appreciate Take it. Take it on the World Podcast. This is Dr. Williams. Chip. <laughs> Thanks, Doc. <laughs> Did that awesome. work? That was I awesome. Once again, I would like to thank you guys for taking the time out to listen to today's podcast. Really quick, do me a favor. If you haven't subscribed, please go do it right now. Head on over to our website, www.blakethebrain.com. Hit the podcast section and be sure to subscribe to make sure you receive emails every time we post an episode of the Taking Over the World podcast. Also, if you know someone who will be a great guest for the Taking Over the World podcast, be sure to drop us a line on the website in our message section. Also, if you want to, man, you can just email me at t-o-t-w podcast at gmail.com.